You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Fabulous Foxy friends, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode two, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and along with me are our very clever and comical crew of co-host contestants. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like alliteration. And here we have... I'm Colin. I'm Chris. Dana. It took, right. it took 25 takes for Karen to get through that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like I like alliteration. It's nice. <laughs> you're um, you're setting the bar for yourself. Also. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Then I have to make one for every show now. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, so last week I asked you guys what was something interesting uh, you guys learned. Today I'm going to ask you guys what were you doing when you were 17 and what year was it, Colin? Oh, so I was 17. It was uh, 1991. Uh, yes. I'm what, the... was, wow. what was young Colin up to? Uh, <laughs> what was uh, it like in those days? Well, so <laughs> in this pre-internet era, uh, well, you asked us about 17. And of course, I, you know, my first response was just to Google 1991, because that's how lazy I am, even with regards to my own life. Um, and I was looking around and it reminded me that that was the year that, uh, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens was arrested in a Florida adult theater for pleasuring himself uh, in the presence Mm. of police officers. So that's what you were doing when you were 17 college? I was, uh, keeping, uh, keeping up on Paul Paul Rubens. Okay. Well, you have to imagine, I mean, remember like to a 17 year old boy making, uh, you know, I mean, it had porno theaters (laughs) and masturbation and Pee Wee Herman. I I mean, it was the jokes write themselves. Kids TV star. Yeah. Um, and that was a big deal. So, but in looking over, uh, um, I uh, had a pretty good time trying to find uh, the actual name of the movies that he oh, was watching. Because I was thinking it's a trivia show. I got to tie yes. it back. So this is. Um, so I did Wait, discover these are the names of the porno movies. These are the movies watching. that were playing in the theater hey. when Paul Rubens was arrested. All yes, right. this was it was a triple bill. This may come up as a trivia question at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movies. Now I don't know if this was in order, but it was uh, <laughs> Catalina Five O Tiger Shark. Which awesome. again, it doesn't it. sound like a porno to me. No, it sounds like a B horror movie. Maybe with Jaws ish. Like, like a direct to DVD sounds like movie. A yeah, car model. Like right. 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 Yeah, there's right. a new right. on Sci Fi right. Channel. Right. Hmm. Apparently, no. <laughs> um, Nurse Nancy. Right. Sounds, that sounds, sounds more like a porn. Yeah. Easy yeah. to guess with that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, you had me at nurse. I, okay, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. And then turn up the heat was the rounding out the triple bill. That could bill. be anything. That Wait, could be, yeah. Turn, turn up the heat turn. or turnip the heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's veggie porn. It's, veg, it's veg porn. Turnip colon <laughs> the heat. No, turn up the heat. Turn right. up the veg heat. Porn. Turn yeah. up the heat. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was a little, just brought me back there to being 17 and remembering all the Pee Wee Herman jokes that I cannot remember now. Um, when I was when I was 17, I had just gotten, I mean, I got a job when I was 16. Um, and so, I mean, 17 was the first year of like actually like having like hundreds of dollars to Whoa. spend on things because I had no actual like living expenses whatsoever. Um, so I had bought a Nintendo 64 with my first paycheck in, in, in 1996. But now in 1997, the year I was 17, uh, I got a PlayStation. And um, and of course, this was like PlayStation had come out a couple years beforehand, but um, it really hadn't hit its stride until about then. It, it They lowered the price to $150, so it was really kind of an impulse buy. And of course, they brought out the all-important games, Final Fantasy 
Fantasy VII, oh, which was wow. huge. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and Castlevania Symphony of the Night was also a big kind of early PlayStation uh, game right at that moment. And so I was realizing, A, that the Nintendo 64 was not really going to have that many great video games on it, unfortunately, because Nintendo was like bringing out one game every three months for this thing, and that I was going to need a PlayStation if I wanted to continue to play games so i was a serious gamer (laughs) yeah if you wanted to be a serious gamer and like keep playing all the cool things that were coming out it was like that's it that's the tipping point and of course it was the same way for a lot of people so yeah i was i was uh in my glory uh on a if it was a sunday afternoon uh in 1997 i was probably (laughs) playing things on the playstation nice um when i was 17 it was 1997 as well and i i actually had a savage garden fan site <laughs> on geocities nice <laughs> oh, I was, sweet i was super into it i was part of their community <laughs> <laughs> did it have white on black text because that it just did. yeah oh, oh, and yeah. i used frames i was so excited oh, that i figured frames. it i know <laughs> such bad practice now <laughs> at the time though it was awesome at the time you had a frames in your website that's, yeah, that's, what, yeah, you had, that's exactly. what you did. It made sense. You could fast load things into the center. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, their truly madly deeply album <laughs> played a big role in my life when I was in high school. And so, so creating the website consisted of copying from other Savage Garden oh, websites yeah. mainly, Just right? Downloading the pictures from other sites and posting them on my site. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was 17, it was 1999, and I was trying to teach myself uh, the dance moves from. TLC's No Scrubs video. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, along with, uh, I think that's when I also first got dial-up oh, yeah. internet. Yeah. I played a lot of Tetranet, which was a, a, a versus te- Tetris game hmm. nice. over dial-up, and that's what I was doing, 17-year-old Asia. <laughs> and so uh, the reason I'm asking about our, our 17-year-old memories yeah, what's is the point uh, of this? Um, to embarrass ourselves, but also yeah. recently in the news, a 17-year-old girl from Cupertino, which is a, a nearby within the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, so, you know, obviously we weren't really doing a lot of studying. We're goofing around. <laughs> <laughs> this girl might have found the way to cure cancer at age 17. What? Uh, no. I know. What, a, what an overachiever. <laughs> So her name is Angela Zhang, and she just won uh, the grand prize at the Siemens competition in math for like 100K. That's the prize money. And I don't know. 100K <laughs> seems a little bit not enough to <laughs> give Care to for the cancer. girl. Cancer. Yeah, 100K. Here you go. She's so, only 17. She doesn't have any like living expenses really, exactly. right? <laughs> not yet. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> me. Up to her neck in PlayStations, though. <laughs> oh, you're right. Whoa. You know, she basically got herself some sort of internship or lab time at um, the, the Stanford Labs and other. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know what lab is just going to let a 17-year-old. Yeah, that gives the interns access to the cancer patients and the lasers. <laughs> yeah. and just be like, uh, screw around with this and uh, see if anything happens. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> we lost we lost both patients, but she did, yeah, yeah, she did yeah. a really good write-up. She and... yeah. yeah, exactly. Her, her report was, her um, age, the margins was awesome. were excellent. Yeah. Um, the media has been calling it the, the Swiss army knife of cancer treatments. Wow. Because it can be adapted, right? Wow. So really, it's yeah. she invented a way of delivering treatment or, or chemicals or medicine. Wow. Cool. Way to go. Yeah. Go, Angela. I know. Good job, uh, Angela's, Angela's brain. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now Let's... the popular girls will finally talk to her. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure she's a cool person. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> Uh, time to start off the show and jump into our trivia segment, which is Pop Quiz Hot Shot. 
choose a random trivia card here. We don't. Uh, do we have buzzers? We do not have buzzers. And okay. a lot of listeners actually wrote in suggesting buzzers. Um, I ordered some. Uh, they're on their way. Buzzers are in the mail. Yeah. So, <laughs> but for now, I mean, I'll ask you guys to make we'll fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buzzing noises. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Okay. One, one might say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Or bzz, ding ding. Or can no. I be a? That's clear, that's, that's clearly a, a bell. A that's clearly a bell. I only buzzers. Yeah, only okay. buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. First question. Blue for geography, and oh god, this is so easy. <laughs> Do it. What body of water does the Nile River empty into? Mediterranean Sea. Correct, Chris Kohler. <laughs> Good job. All right. Pink Wedge. What did Kurt Cobain infamously wear on MTV's Headbanger Ball? Oh, he Clothes. wore. Oh, bzzz. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a cheerleader outfit, right? Or uh, a dress? Was it correct? Okay. It is a dress. I knew good, it was a cross. Good thing you. Somehow. Good thing you remember yeah. to buzz in. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> you see your point if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so the dress. Anybody there, else can just get it. There yeah. is an explanation. Oh, um, thank God. Cobain said that he was dressed for the ball because ah, it was the headbangers sure. ball. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yellow wedge. What product did Coca-Cola introduce in 1985? Uh, Chris Kohler. New Coke. You are oh, correct. Yes. I thought it was going to be Diet Me Coke. Too. I no, wonder that, that was earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Diet Coke was earlier than New Coke? I believe so, yeah. I well, first of all, yeah, well, they had Tab, which was the first, yeah. I believe. or if Like sugar-free Coke. Tab was, and there was, yeah, was diet, Coke and there was Diet, right? And then they did, I think they did Diet Coke after that. But they had Tab for a while. Mm. Yeah. But, night, but I, was, I, was, I was 80% sure on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right, good job. We're all a bunch of Coke experts. What do you call us, Coke heads? <laughs> One might say. I love the brown stuff. <laughs> Purple Wedge. What pair of artists wrapped the Reichstag in fireproof plastic oh. fabric in 1995? <laughs> I don't even know what it's a pair of artists. So it's yeah. So it's it's Christo. It's Christo who's the one who gets all of the press and his and his partner Banksy. Uh, it's uh, I I'm totally blanking on his on his partner's name. What is this raps the? They do like the big environmental concept art. So you know he did the the umbrellas. Um, he did the the ringed islands. He did the wrap the right stag. He's he's done running fence. He does these large scale uh, environmental pieces. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're trailing. I am staring at you like I don't know what it's, you're talking about. Yeah. No, it's no. <laughs> I know it's one of them is Christo. One Anybody? of them's got to be Christo. And I can't remember his partner's it's name. It's Christo and Jean Claude. Yes, Jean I was going to say Jean oh. something. Okay. okay, all right. All right. It took. Oh, actually. I did. I watched a documentary about art collectors, and they were on <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, yeah. darn. Yeah. Okay, Green Wedge Science. What is the world's fastest growing woody plant? Oh. <laughs> bamboo. Uh, bamboo. <laughs> what is bamboo? <laughs> it is bamboo. Uh, some species can grow up to a foot a day. That's wow. amazing. That and is, yeah. um, I actually want to tie into something I, I watched recently. On one episode of Mythbusters, one of the myths that they want to debunk was um, apparently, and you know, I'm Chinese, I, I've never heard of this, but there's some old Chinese torture method <laughs> where they would tie people right. to um, the ground oh. at a bamboo uh, 
pasture or, or wherever uh-huh. grows bamboo and, and tie them down so that bamboos can grow through would go them. up their yeah. butthole just through like, them through just, all of them just, just through, through all their of them their yeah. organs yeah. <laughs> And what did Mythbusters say? Um, that it is possible. Plausible. <gasps> it was creepy. I saw that one yeah, too. Yeah, they had a they had a fake human person, and bamboo just boop. Right oh. through. <laughs> That's not. And it's not a fast, no you know, pain delivery method. It's it's oh. a slow growing one. Uh-huh. It's when you really really want to torture someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the special special ones in your heart. All right, and last wedge question, orange. The U.S. Senate officially named September 2007 a National Heritage Month in honor of what liquor? Huh. Eh, bourbon. Uh, you I would are guess that's, yeah, correct. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah, whiskey that sounds yeah. But did it say did it say bourbon? It's bourbon because oh, it's American. Yeah. Yeah. It's American. Yeah. Go America. Go America. Yeah. Woo! Good mm, job. Yeah. Bourbon. And uh, I. Here I also have our Kickstarter backer questions, pop quiz questions, and this one is from Matthew Yip from uh, British Columbia, Canada. His question is, where was the 1988 Summer Olympics held? 88 summer. Oh, that was in. That was uh, Seoul, right? Correct. Oh, Seoul, South Korea. And nice. Matthew says. That this question means a lot to him because this was the tie-breaking tournament-winning question uh-huh. that he answered on his team for their junior high trivia tournament. Nice. Awesome. Go, Matthew. Having yeah. lost in the final game the year before, this was very sweet revenge for Matthew <laughs> and his team. I and know all is, about it. That is awesome. Yeah. I just remember um, the mascot, and I remember it was a really cute tiger. Um, and Matthew, uh, <laughs> tying back to our, our Coke head or our Coca-Cola expert, <laughs> expertise, he says that he will order a non-cola drink if the establishment doesn't serve Coca-Cola. Uh, and Pepsi will not do. I like you, Matthew, <laughs> because I'm the same way. I'm Coca-Cola all the way. You don't feel like it's a slap in the face to the server because, like, they're. I feel like they're. <laughs> because they're. Yeah, because like, they always they have, because they have well, to say, Pepsi you say o- Coke, yeah. and they're. It, well, is, is, is Pepsi, Pepsi okay? okay? They say no. It's so, like, <laughs> you know what? Forget no. it. Forget, Forget it. it. I am sorry. That is not okay. <laughs> I'll just have water, okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't insult me. <laughs> uh, we have to. We feel like we need to make a correction to our last episode. Mm. In a new segment. In a new segment <laughs> that we're gonna that Dana's gonna call. Um, actually, <laughs> um, um, excuse me. I have a few quibbles. <laughs> uh, I believe you'll find to be in error. <laughs> oh, that's good. That good. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people wrote in and, uh, not to be nitpicks, but you know, to tell us. No, nitpick. Absolutely. That's part of the fun yeah. of being a nerd is correcting people. Pick all the nits and send us the nits. So last episode, we asked what Gaff gave to Deckard, what three origami pieces uh, that he gave to, to, to Deckard in the movie Blade Runner. And uh, the answers were a chicken, mm-hmm. uh, a dude with a boner. A dude mm-hmm. with a boner. And a unicorn. <laughs> and, <you. laughs> and actually, the dude with a boner is not made out of origami. That's uh-huh. right. It's a it's a matchstick. It's a matchstick that, that uh, Gaff sort of just splits some arms and legs and <clears throat> boner off of and leaves <laughs> and leaves for Deckard. So so it, it is. It's chicken and the unicorn are, are proper origami made out of paper. But mm-hmm. the, the matchstick man is, uh, is a stick. stick it would have been, it would have been, I, I feel like we should have, 
we should have anticipated this because it would have been very difficult to fold a dude with a boner and like an origami had a put piece some of scotch paper. tape on it. Yeah, well, it oh, is okay. the future. They've that's had more not time or, to work that's on that's it. That's not like, origami. It's though. three legs yeah. and one is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I feel like you could figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Open to interpretation. Matchsticks. It makes a lot more sense. Yes, uh, but someone someone let us know on the on the on the website. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Um, actually. <laughs> All right. So good job, everybody's brains. Let's get into our topic of the week, um, something that we're all kind of obsessed with. And it's all about the dark, the freaky, the salacious, and the twisted facts and origins of classic fairy tales. Fairy tale, my favorite fairy tale. Is the one I live with wonderful you. All you know, we all grew up with fairy tales from children's book, from yeah. from TV, mm-hmm. from shows, and especially Disney movies. But in reality, the original version and variants of these classic stories uh, usually aren't so happy or filled with talking animals or song and dance. Uh, they don't even—they don't even have happy endings most of the time. Well, they're happy in the sense that you know, when you're a child and you're living in the 1600s, your life is not that great. <laughs> and, and you know, you're, and and basically these stories are like, look, I mean, okay, fine, your life sucks, but don't you aren't you glad that you don't have it this bad? <laughs> I think also, you know, a lot of the original stories weren't necessarily meant for children. I mean, we think of them as, you know, fairy tales and children's tales yeah. today, but it was really, it was for everybody and mm-hmm. just happened to sort of fall down to being told to children. Right. We have three big camps in terms of uh, fairy tales and, and their authors, right? We have Hans Christian Andersen and we have uh, the brothers Grimm. Yep. And we also have um, Charles, Charles Perrault. Charles Perrault. Who is whose word whose retails are also the mother goose tales? It's essentially oh. what what he we, wrote tales of yeah, mother goose. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So uh, Hans Christian Andersen is a little bit dear to my heart because uh, I, I I lived in Denmark and he's Danish. He's one of the celebrated sort of national treasure. He also spent a lot of time um, meeting other authors as well, including uh, Charles Dickens. Right? Yeah, this is my my favorite story. It kind of illustrates maybe how weird Hans Christian Andersen is, and um. He, so he he stayed with Charles Dickens for five weeks once, and I think that was longer than Charles Dickens thought, <laughs> thought he was going to stay at his house. Because <laughs> after he left, he put a plaque in the room that Hans Christian Andersen was in that said, um, Hans Andersen uh, slept in this room for five weeks, which seemed to the family ages. <laughs> and, he, and I think he stopped talking to Hans Christian Andersen after that. Oh, although, man. <laughs> although... <laughs> That That's would have been an awesome sitcom. I would have loved to see that sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> that <Yeah>. old Hans. <laughs> <laughs> like full, full house, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hans and Chuck. Uncle Hans. <laughs> Hans Christian Andersen also had a, a really odd death, I believe. I, yeah, I, re- I read this when we were talking about him earlier. That, that I And I think I heard this before, that he died by falling out of bed. And so I, I no, he he was seventy or whatever. To be fair, true, he was he was seventy. He didn't um, have like and that. It, I fall in and I can't get up. Kind of life alert. He didn't have life alert bracelet. Oh. No. <laughs> Is falling out of bed one of the things that you can check off on life alert? <laughs> I'm oh, allergic to falling out of bed. I think you push the button and they come for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Like whatever. No, not the, med- not oh, the, not the medical alert. Sorry, <laughs> the, the right? Button yes, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, he needed that. But no, that yeah, he he died from injuries. Injuries sustained from falling out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's not laugh. <laughs> what, an old man falls out? Okay, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and we also have uh, the Brothers Grimm, who are, 
who I don't know if they they actually wrote original material or they did they just go ahead and well, collect so, a whole bunch of folk tales and repackage them. That's essentially yeah. I mean that's essentially what what it seems like they were, they were, they really did. It was it was a lot about collecting and not that they presented that they weren't collecting, but yeah. um, they they collected a lot of folk tales from Germany and you know I I think they pre- not pretended but. It, it was believed that a lot of them were more from the countryside yeah. than they really were. They were from more middle class people than I think. But the point is, yeah, they were folk tales that they kind of collected and repackaged and took out a lot of the original violence and sex and mayhem and yeah. kind of yeah. sanitized them. And a put in bit. more violence and sex and mayhem. I mean, they really did put in a lot. They left a lot in. That's right? true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Let's let's talk about what we think the the Disney. Let's say yeah. just the Disney ending. <laughs> Versus what really happened in some of these original or you know, yeah. other variants of right, the story? Because right. there, because because these come from the oral tradition, there are so many different variants of these stories that you know the things we're going to talk about here may have happened in in a version that you're reading, or they may not have. It's covering our our ass. <laughs> <laughs> we know these have common yeah. roots, but yeah, but I, I think yeah. Um, so one of one of uh, the shocking ones for me is is definitely Snow White. In the widespread, the well-known Disney version of Snow White, Snow White ate the poison apple, mm-hmm. and she, the dwarves made her, fashioned her a glass coffin. She's lying in the coffin. Prince walks by, whoa, cool, hot girl in a glass coffin, <laughs> decides to give her a kiss, and she wakes up, and they live happily ever after. In the real version, or in the original version, um, the prince does find her, and yeah. she's still dead. He actually takes her dead body with him <laughs> on his horse, and it was the, the the bumpy ride of the horse that finally wakes her up from the poison apple. Yeah. And she wakes up, and she's like, hey, <laughs> you're a prince. I'm a princess. Let's get together. And, and he's like, oh, you're not. <laughs> Wait Damn. a minute. You know, to be fair, he might have kissed her when she was in the coffin. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I just didn't wake her up. Right? Yeah, he might have yeah. done what, other what things. What was he planning on doing? Is really, I think, yeah. the larger question here. Yeah. Dude. Where were we going? <laughs> Nowhere. Oh, I'm rescuing you. Yeah. 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 Obviously, the the prince's uh the prince his his intentions are definitely questionable, and actually in. The uh, many many of the old versions of Snow White, the queen was punished at the end, and she was subject to wear these hot iron shoes and dance in the courtroom until she died. Mm. Maybe this is a little bit TMI, but the first <laughs> porn movie I've ever watched, accidentally watched when I was a kid because I was channel flipping, uh-huh. uh, was a porn version of, of Snow White. How long did it take you to realize that it was, this isn't... Immediately. <laughs> At Real first fast. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I realized she was like milking a cow and, and her blouse just fell off. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm hold on to watch this show. Um. So like we said, some of these stories come in many variations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, and then I, you know, talking about Hans Christian Andersen, Brothers Grimm, you know, I, I think probably the other sort of the third big pillar um, is Charles 
Perot, um, and who did the Mother Goose writing. He gets a lot of credit, I think, for Cinderella, really popularizing what we know as sort of the main Cinderella story that's turned into the Snow White. And, you know, his version is not that far from the Disney version. It's um, Cinderella, you know, the, the kindly father, uh, has some stepsisters from New Marriage. They treat her like crap, make her do all the housework, and essentially she ends up going to the ball, and the uh, prince has the slipper, tries to fit it on at the end. Um, doesn't fit the stepsisters. Does fit does fit Cinderella rides off into the sunset. Yay! Yay! Happy ending. <laughs> um, you know the Disney definitely added the, the mice and a lot of the stuff with the the elaborate fairy godmother, but right. a lot of the other stuff really you know sort of goes back to Perot. But yeah. yeah, he I mean he really is the guy who added in a lot of the sort of fancy stuff like you know the fairy godmothers and the turns into a pumpkin and yep. all that kind of like yep. elaborate kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. really making it more sanitized and appropriate. But the Grimm's you know their version which sort of Perot. Uh, borrowed. borrowed is a generous way of putting it. Remixed. He was, yeah, Actually, he remixed. He, he remixed it. He was, I like a, that. he was. Uh, my understanding is that he was really a contemporary of the Grimm. Yeah, kind of yeah. I, I think time. it's it's yeah. more fair to say that they both had common sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. in in their collection, they had uh, Ashenpoodle, the Ash Girl, um, which is <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Cinderella Ashenpoodle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. essentially the same story. But I just in, think of a really dirty poodle. I do. Too. <laughs> I do poodle. Dog. Or gray poodle. Gray poodle. But his version is the one where, in trying to fit the slipper onto the feet, the stepsisters are hacking off their heels and Ugh. cutting off toes to get mm. them to fit in the slipper. And yeah. it's it's mm. only when the prince notices, wait, there's a lot of blood here. <laughs> Something doesn't seem right. The things you do for beauty. <laughs> like, sometimes their shoes. Are <laughs> yeah. um, and that's something that, yeah, definitely didn't make it into the Disney-fied version or didn't even make it into Perot's version. Um, that reminds me of, uh, do you ever watch America's Next Top Model? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, like, Tyra would yell at the girls when they're wearing shoes that were too small for them or too big or too tall. And she's like, you just have to model through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because like, the models don't get to choose no, what size you just, when they're down the runway. Yeah, you wear whatever shoes they have. So, Gotta work it. Yeah. <laughs> Hack off that heel. Stay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep smizing. Smize. <laughs> Smize through the pain. <laughs> Um, and, oh, and then, you know, Karen, as you pointed out when we were talking about this, at the end of the, the more traditional earlier versions, at the end of the story, the little birds uh, pluck out the evil stepsister's eyes. Oh. At the yeah. wedding. Yes. As a special wedding present for the bride. <laughs> they ruin her break. wedding or make her wedding awesome, depending on your <laughs> they're already They already lost parts of their feet, and now, yeah. uh, now their eyeballs got yeah. plucked yeah. out. They get, they get comeuppance uh, in, in many different ways, yeah. Well, we really like the movie Tangled, so obviously I did you know, a little bit of research into the story. Rapunzel to see how that was different than the uh, than the Disney movie, and actually the the Disney movie does take a lot of elements um, from uh, the the Brothers Grimm version mm. of Rapunzel. But let me ask you guys this: Do you know what Rapunzel is? Yes, hair, some kind of vegetable, no. a plant. It is very good, Dana. Rapunzel, Wait, like is a, a real. It is a real plant. It is edible, um, and that huh. is from when from whence the title of the story came. Um, this is actually something that uh, is is sort of echoed in the the Sondheim musical Into the Woods, which which uses a lot of the kind of original elements of the of the Grimm fairy tales that it kind of incorporates into its own story. Um, but originally, the, the the Rapunzel story began in the in the Disney movie. It is the 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 king and the queen, and there is there is a plant here too. But the the king and the queen, uh, the queen is uh, giving birth, uh, but she's going to die in childbirth, and the only good the only thing that can help her is this magical plant. But the the Enchantress, who has been also using this magical plant, um, gets all ticked off and kidnaps the baby because the 
baby now has the power of the plant. This is this is the Disney version. Oh. <laughs> Karen Karen is looking at me like this is amazing. It's like no, this like, is the Disney is movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so and then she locks her away and she has to keep her locked away because she has the magical power that the enchantress needs. Da, da. Uh, eventually, hmm. uh, girl um, meets a prince. Prince scales the tower, Rapunzel with the hair and whatever, and then and you know they they fall in love, they get married. The witch goes away, um, and the prince awesome. in the Disney movie gets. Uh, stabbed at the end, but it turns out that Rapunzel's tears cure his stabitude. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. They cure it, yes. Nothing's um, ever permanent to the good sorry. guys. Yeah, because, no, nothing right. ever permanently affects the good guys in right. the Disney movies. In the in the the Grimm Brothers version, um, so the there's a husband and wife who live near this enchantress, and the wife is pregnant, and she is experiencing pregnancy cravings. Um, and instead With of Snickers. modern day women pickles who would crave, cream. yeah, exactly, pickles, pickles. and ice cream, and uh, and a McChicken, I don't know. Funyuns. Uh, <laughs> she decides that she wants uh, the Rapunzel plants, and of course, people took. Of course, um, people took the. Uh, people ate the the leaves off of this plant. They were sort of like spinach, and then they ate the roots, which were like uh, radishes. Ah. Uh, so she has a craving for the Rapunzel plant. Who 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 can figure that out? Um, and so the only Rapunzel plants are in the garden of this uh, this this witch, this enchantress. Of course, you know when you've got a pregnant wife and she is yelling at you for <laughs> certain things. It doesn't matter if it's four. In the you're morning, going to get you it. You are going to Walgreens and you're getting the pint of Chunky Monkey. It's, it's happening. Uh, the enchantress sees him on her security camera and finds out and um, and goes over and says, "You you know what? Um, I could you know kill you where you stand, or you can uh, give me your unborn baby." And they're like. That's cool. Seems fair. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems fair. And so that right. is how the witch gets the baby in the in the, the uh, Grimm Brothers version. Right, right. Um, the interesting thing in the middle of the story is that, yes, the prince happens upon the tower, and uh, the the enchantress finds out about Rapunzel's amorous uh, 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 trysts with the, with the prince, is that Rapunzel says innocently one day, huh, you know, my dress is getting a little tighter around my stomach area. <laughs> huh. I wonder why that is, because she has no idea. Well, you know what? Yeah. So they they were screwing around. Teen, yeah, teen pregnancy. Yeah. What? Wow. It's teen mom. What yeah. are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> They're in a tower. It's like the 1600s. True, true. Like, yeah. like, There's right. nothing else to do. Right, There's yeah. no TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Nintendo up there. Um, and so um, and so the prince either uh, depending on the version gets falls or gets pushed out of the tower and lands in the thorns underneath the tower and in a, another common theme is blinded. Um, Wait, this dude falls out from a super high tower yeah, yeah. into lands in a thorns. bed of thorns and doesn't break an arm or a leg, but no. somehow strategically two thorns <laughs> yeah. went into yeah. his eyeballs he and he got blinded. Yeah. Yeah, he landed on his eyeballs. He, he took it, he took it in That's the That's the part of the yeah. story that you're having problems with. Yeah. That's <laughs> all this other stuff. Yeah. That he could totally climb her hair. The physics of climbing off. someone's hair. <laughs> that it totally works. Just pull Trading their scalp off. Trading your baby for some lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then what happens? Spinach, to be fair. Okay. Plus radishes. Right, um, so which are good if you saute them all together. like two in one. Yeah, so what ends up happening is Rapunzel cries into his face somehow. And her tears tears again restore his blindness. Her tears go out as well. Projectile tears.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm going to talk about Sleeping Beauty, which is probably the most effed up uh, real versus Disney ending. So in the Disney ending, she falls asleep. There was a curse. You know, handsome prince comes by. Gives her a kiss. Well, actually, in Disney movie, uh, it was Prince Philip was his name. Mm. And he actually fought Maleficent, who was the, the, the evil witch who cursed everybody. And she turns into a dragon, and he kills her. And they live happily ever after. In the real ending, it was actually a prophecy that kept Sleeping Beauty sleeping. Somehow, I guess, a king came by and saw that she was very beautiful and rapes her. Oh, God. And several times... And we know this because she actually gives birth to two children, but she's still asleep asleep. while she's asleep. This is just fair. In a coma. Like, that's another way to describe it. Maybe. Well, she's it's it's magical enchanted. And sure. this is just in the woods, right. or where is she? She's in the castle. She's where? in the castle. Okay, all right. Okay. And it was it was. Something... I think a lot of women oh, wish yeah. they could just sleep through giving birth. <laughs> yeah. so really, it's a sure. good thing. It's fine. And and her kids actually somehow remove whatever magical was was keeping her asleep. And she wakes up and yep, yeah, two kids, baby's daddy. Cool. Let's all get married and mm. and live here. Yikes. Yeah. Wait. They got married in the start? Yeah, they, to it, to the king? To, to the, the king. Okay. I didn't think she would be his type when she was awake. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of wandering kings and princes. Yeah, it seems like from all these stories, that's all that you do as a king or <laughs> prince is just wander the land, just looking for women in various states of distress. Consciousness. Your consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Number one job requirement, roaming. <laughs> <laughs> So let's take a quick break uh, for our little mnemonic and tips and tricks section. And today we're going to learn about how to calculate pi to actually not how to calculate pi. How to remember. Sorry, how to remember. There's a really hard way to calculate pi. How to remember pi. Draw a circle. (laughs) And then draw a square. Really hard about it. (laughs) So this is to remember pi up to uh, seven digits of pi. And actually, it's it's pretty easy. I like this. This is the mnemonic. How I wish I could calculate pi. Oh, that's it. That's it. It's How actually, I wish well, I could calculate pi. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's a rhyme. How I wish I could calculate pi. Oh. oh. <laughs> and, and wait, how are you calculating? You're counting. So it's the number of letters in is each word. the <laughs> digit. So how I wish I could calculate pi. I'm going to do it without looking at it. Three, one, <laughs> four... One, five, nine, nine, two. two. I so, like that though. Yeah. yeah. So very, very quick. What, and how easy. does the rhyme go again? 
How I wish I could calculate pi. <laughs> yeah, get the meter right. Yeah. <laughs> How I, I wish I could calculate pi. All right, let's jump back into our fairy tales talk and let's sensationalize a little bit. Let's do our <laughs> our, our top gross or freaky <laughs> or crazy or gruesome moments <laughs> in fairy tales. That's right, it's a top four. Top four. Colin, go. Mm. All right. Well, so I, you know, again, I love the, the older versions, the little, uh, the, the less cleaned up versions. I, I would say some of the original versions uh, of what we call Goldilocks uh, and Three Bears now would be my favorite, uh, probably the, the more gruesome ending. So, you know, so if you're, it's probably pretty realistic. If, if you were uh, a family of bears that came home and there was a little <laughs> girl who was eating your crap and messing with you, you would probably kill her and eat her, which is what they did in the original. It's the in the earlier versions that they, they mm -hmm. came home and they destroy her and feast on her entrails. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they so like, ate her. Yeah. Oh, they eat her. It's like kill her and eat her. They're, they're bears. Yeah. Man, I'm sick of eating matter. porridge. Yeah, they're, I thought they were eating. I thought they were like vegetarian bears. They're like <laughs> vegan bears. <laughs> they have a little house. They're the like civilized. It's right, like right. Soylent green porridge. The porridge is made of people oh. too. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's what you get. She ruined their whole house. Yeah. All right, Dana. What about you? What's your top gruesome <laughs> moment? So I remember reading this story when I was a little kid. It was. It's called the Goose Girl. And I remember the ending the most, more than the story itself. It was something like this princess was traveling with her servant and the servant is a jerk and forces them to switch places and they make it to the, to the kingdom and the servant pretends to be the princess and the princess has to be the servant. The Basically, the royals see through this eventually and, and realize that the princess is really a princess. So they ask the servant, what would you do if somebody really betrayed the royal family? What would you do? And she said, oh, I think... You should strip that person naked and you oh, should of course. Right, line a barrel with nails and then drag them through town in that barrel until they die. <laughs> I was like, wow. And so so that's what they did to her. Wow. The end. the end. And they all lived <laughs> happily ever after. Uh, it took a while to get the blood out of the street. What about you, Chris? Me. Um, I, you know, the, the thing that I came across in my research was uh, in the uh, in Snow White. Um, so the, of course, the queen uh, sends the huntsman out with uh, Snow White, her her stepdaughter, um, and uh, says, um, you know, take her out and uh, kill her, you know, so I will be the prettiest person in all of the kingdom, whatever. Um, and as proof that you have accomplished your mission, in the Disney version, she actually tells him to do this, right? And says, just bring back her, her like heart. Like a heart. Yeah, yeah. heart. Mm -hmm, right. So in the original version, uh, for, for some odd reason, uh, she says, bring back the lungs and her liver. Um, Ooh, double proof. Double proof, exactly. Yikes. So the huntsman takes her out, has a change of heart, and uh, Snow White is seven at this point. Not that it really matters. You know, it's not murdering a child versus murdering a, right. a teenager, but <laughs> right. still. And uh, the huntsman has a change of heart, lets her go, goes and kills a boar, uh, and brings back the lungs and the liver of the boar and gives them to the queen. Okay. And the queen at this point cooks them and eats them what so the queen is not committing that was her plan that was no i mean I, I don't know if it was her plan or if she just sort of improvised that didn't have dinner Times so i'll have tough. these entrails um but yeah so the queen eats them and it's like she didn't commit cannibalism but she totally thought she was she totally was yeah was she had the intent she had the intent of powers or something she's oh, yeah. i don't, that know. Makes I don't sense. know 
What? Oh, okay. Well, no, what? No, no, it, it does make sense just in the sense of like if I eat it, more than just yeah. Beautiful. Well, also I always thought it was kind of weird that like that's Lungs the proof you need to bring back. I mean, I know it was like yeah. you couldn't bring back a photo, but it was just it <laughs> right. seemed it seemed strange to <laughs> Actually, me. That would be more convincing. It seemed I think strange to me that it was the uh, bring back her heart. Not that oh. it makes it okay, but if she was going to eat it, at least it's uh, like what yeah. what proof does she have? She can't like oh that's what her heart looks like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good yeah. job. Know what her heart If she brought back like a giant liver, you're like no, this is not from a girl. <laughs> I've gone in there, yeah. And the huntsman would be like, "Oh, what? So you're like a doctor now? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why not just the blood of her? Why enemy? not just bring back her head? Isn't that the yeah. best well, evidence? Yeah. yeah. You evidence. don't want no. You don't want no. I mean, that would be good evidence. But like, then what is she gonna do with the head? She can't eat the she head. Can, oh yeah, well, that's just that's absurd. Absurd. That's just not gonna absurd. go down. Yeah, the heart and lungs is one thing. You ever had someone's well, head with honey mustard sauce? Yeah. It's, it it's not. It's chewy. <laughs> oh, the ear, the cartilage. Yeah. That no. seems like it would be too. It would because she's still married to this girl's father. Oh, so true. then, <laughs> I do also feel I feel bad for the huntsman in the in these stories of uh, this. This cannot be what he signed up for as part of his day to day work right. around the castle. No. There's so many <laughs> stories where where the huntsman or that archetype has to carry uh, these tasks to to kill you know babies and stuff yeah. all the time. I guess all just because the they're the ones with the axe maybe is the only reason. Yeah. They kill so things weird. for a living. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Right. Oh man, okay. So my my top gruesome uh fairy tale ending is probably that of Hansel and Gretel, you know, the the, the witch luring children mm-hmm. in her candy house. And we know that in in the widespread version, uh she was going to cook the children oven and and eat them. Right. She was going to cook them alive. Well, she was going to Yeah, but she was going to yeah. like push them in the oven and and in turn she got pushed in the oven and she died. So in, in an old version of Hansel and Gretel called uh, The Lost Children, where it's actually not a witch, it's a devil, the plan to kill the children was a little bit more elaborate. Uh, there is a sawhorse outside, the, outside <laughs> of the house, and the plan was to slit the throats of the children Yikes. and spread them out on the sawhorse and just let them uh, uh, bleed to death, wow. bleed out for a while. I don't know for what. Maybe for children jerky. I don't know. I don't know what. It purifies but. the meat. <laughs> yeah. The Guess you have to do that when you sure. when you have to do some butchering. But um, I knew it was going to be bad when you said, she has a sawhorse. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, this yeah, is this not going to be. This yeah. is the saw. <laughs> so it's pretty Painless bad. euthanasia. Uh, well, this has been a depressing. It is. <laughs> it's a little bit depressing. Um, but obviously there is a lot of awesome fairy tale references in pop culture. And Dana, I know you've prepared a little segment for us. Yeah, I have a couple of trivia questions for you guys. So buzz in with your <laughs> get your buzzer ready. Get your buzzers okay. ready. Well, let me test mine. What 2005 Terry Gilliam movie stars Matt Damon and Heath Ledger as fairy tales? Woof woof woof. Can I get my buzzer? Woof woof. Brothers Grimm. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I love Terry Gilliam movies. It was okay. Yeah, oh. I wanted to like it. I yeah, really, I yeah. like Matt Damon. Okay, what 1998 movie starred Drew Barrymore? <laughs> okay, I'll finish it. <laughs> you can get your turn. Uh, and the retelling of the Cinderella story. Ever After. Uh, it's a good movie. So, Catherine Hardwick, uh, who also directed the movie Twilight, uh, um, directed this two, uh, 2011 remake of what classic folktale? Is that a buzz? <laughs> uh, fake buzz? Yeah, I was like, ah. Uh, there was a fairy 2011 tale. remake of a classic fairy tale. Fairy folk tale. Oh, yeah. is it uh, 
Red Riding Hood? Yes. Oh, oh that's oh. right. That's right. That's right. With Amanda, With Amanda Seyfried. 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 Seaweed. Uh, which Olsen twin stars as a witch um, <laughs> who causes a popular high school student? Okay. 50-50 chance. So who buzzed first? Karen did, Woof, woof. Okay. I'm going to say one of them. I don't know which one. Okay. Mary-Kate. It's Mary-Kate. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> I wonder like, how Ashley felt about like that. You, you know what? She just announced that she's not acting anymore. Yeah. Oh, don't they oh, have, well, she uh, has so many other skills. They have like a clothing line or something, right? That's their yeah. thing They have now. several yeah. clothing yeah. lines. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think they're being taken care of for, for a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they they're are. They're billionaires, yeah. so I think they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think Uncle Joey's going to be asking them for money. Yeah. I think he already knows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michelle, <laughs> can I have five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Uh, Julia Roberts plays the evil queen in the upcoming or in the movie that just was released, Mirror Mirror, um, an adaptation of the Snow White story. She plays a fairy in what 1991 movie adaptation of another? That is Hook. Yeah, she oh, played Tinkerbell. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> you are all over these. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Thank you, Dave. What actress played a dude in that movie? What? what actress played a man in, in that movie? Oh, well, what? Wait, Wait hold on. Mm. What actress? Well-known actress. Glenn Close. Yes. Oh. I don't know where that came from. She played. Wow. She played one of the pirates in Hook. What? The pirate that that Hook puts in the box. Like you have to go in the box. Is Glenn? Is Glenn Close? Close. I love it. She wasn't even That's on right. the billing. No, 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 no. It was totally secret and stuff. That, I love that. That. Oh, I don't is... know if it was t- totally secret, but like, yeah. She wasn't on the poster. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, check out that scene again. It's going it's going close. I'm totally gonna. There you go. Trivia. I have a segment as well that I would like to share with you all. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a little segment called First in Line. <laughs> first in Line. In First in Line, which if, you know, if our readers like it will become a recurring segment, I don't know. So in uh in First in Line, we're going to give you some first lines of uh could be movies could be books could be song titles right. um and you have to identify the movie book song title from the first line all right okay there are no prizes <laughs> i'm glad you specified okay. that at the here beginning. we go i won't compete very I'll hard start, do we are, will, we are we buzzing i'm gonna start with easy and even thematic uh and and move to hard all okay right. okay all starting right. with easy just to get you guys yes you do have to buzz okay all right. here we go all children except one grow up. Oh, meow uh, meow meow meow. <laughs> Karen, uh, is it Peter Pan? It is yeah, Peter Pan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I told you. I'm yeah, yeah, that was good. Right, that was good. good. Okay. I'm gonna randomize right. my. Buzzing I doubt. Versus. I doubted myself. Or I'm like, oh, it can't be Peter. We we're just talking yeah. about it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> A mile above Oz, the witch balanced on the wind's forward edge, as if she were oh, a green no, 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 fleck. No, no. <laughs> uh, I said it. Was that a buzz? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Wrong. No. Buzz. Colin. Is it Return to Oz? Wrong. Uh. Karen, you have a shot at this. You want me to read the whole thing? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> a mile above Oz, the witch balanced on the wind's forward edge as if she were a green fleck of the land itself, flung up and sent wheeling away by the turbulent air. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Um, Gregory Maguire's Wicked. It yeah. is Gregory yeah. Maguire's Wicked. The uh, <laughs> the last book, the recently released last book in the series, ends with a very similar line. Mm. Um, okay, here we go. That was a good trick question. Thank you. 
The boy with fair hair lowered himself down the last few feet of rock and began to pick his way towards the lagoon. Mm. <laughs> Lord of the Flies? Lord of the yeah, Flies. That's, nice. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, nice. Something told me it was over when I saw you and her talking. Something deep down in my soul said, cry girl, when I saw <laughs> you and that girl walking. Hmm. It's got to be a song. Okay, it's rhymes. not Shakespeare. <laughs> it's not Dickens. It's probably a song. It's got to yeah. be a song. The walking, talking. I'll throw out some hints. It is a recently deceased singer Bzz. who is not oh. Amy Winehouse. Oh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I no. We're not looking for artists. Just I know, yeah. Just a song. Can you, can you do it? It may be time? too difficult. Something told me it was over when I saw you and her talking. Something deep down in my soul said, cry, girl, when I saw you and that girl walking. Is it Whitney Houston? It is, it is not. Uh, it is not. Wow, guess. a lot of singers have died recently. I'll give, I'll give you the answer. Uh, yeah. It is Etta James. I'd rather uh, go blind. Uh, very famous. Another yes. person. Yeah. Go blind. Um, blind. Blind is Blindness. We're getting, yeah. we're getting tougher and tougher. Um, I believe in America. America oh, has made my... That's, that's the Godfather. Godfather. Yes, Godfather. it is. Godfather. Oh, you jumped oh. right on that. Uh, maybe that should have been one of the easier ones. And finally, <clears throat> River Run past Eves and Adams from Swerve of Shore to Bend of Bay brings us by a commodious vicus of recirculation back to Houth Castle and Environs. Whoa. That was a mouthful. Hmm. Note that it seems to just sort of start in the middle of the sentence. Yeah. In a stream of consciousness. James Joyce. James, yeah. Yes. Ulysses. Ulysses. No. <laughs> uh, is it a portrait of the artist? You are not correct yet. Someone's, <laughs> someone's going to get it in a second, though. Portrait of the artist is a young man. It's not portrait of the uh, artist is yeah. a young man. It's uh, not the Ulysses. Mm. It is it is his work that is absolutely the most stream of consciousness, impenetrable work. It is Finnegan's Wake. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was that was cool. correctly positioned by Hard. Good job, everyone's brains on wow. first in line. Hope you, so, I hope you ones. listeners also enjoyed that as well. Yes, the Joyce fans out there are just yeah. irate at us right now. Yeah. <laughs> you dumbasses. That's awesome. All right. Good. Great. Well, there we go. Right in. Awesome. Uh, thank you everybody uh for joining me today and of course thank you listener for listening to this episode um you can find us on itunes now please give us a rating or give us feedback mm -hmm. um yeah. especially yeah. about what type of segments you like or what yeah. you'd like to see definitely we'd love your input so thanks everybody and peace out Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.